Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today we are celebrating 25,000 downloads of the Inner Work Conversation by sharing some of the lessons and some of the love of the Inner Work Conversation. I am recording this live with participants who follow and enjoy the Inner Work Conversation and equally are just so adored and appreciated by me. I have seven things to share, so I'm going to get cracking because this is going to be under 30 minutes, and I am also going to be responding to comments in the chat as I go. I do want to let you know before I jump into this that what I'm about to explain are my lessons from sticking with the podcast and creating something over the course of time. So if I think about it, I think the first episode that I released was in November 20... I want to say November 2020. I think that might be true. (laughs) Something like that. If you're here and you're live and I'm wrong in that, correct me. But I suppose my point is creating something over time. And I want to make it really clear that what I'm talking about today, yes, it's about a podcast, but many of you who follow the Inner Work Conversation and listen to the Inner Work Conversation, you are creating things too. You either have your own businesses or side hustles, you have your own career, you have art that you create, you have poetry, you have all of this stuff that you um, are dedicated to. And so anytime that I talk about um, the podcast, I want you to think of your thing, because I know that the seven points that I've got they are applicable to anything in any aspect of life or business. So please make this, yes, join me in celebrating. Yes, join me in sharing my personal lessons. But I also want you to use these points to reflect back to yourself what it is that you are doing and what it is that you are investing in and how you can use these points to navigate what comes up for you as you are um, dedicated to this thing, whatever your thing is, right? So point number one, lower the stakes, for God's sake, lower the stakes. I remember when I first started recording the Inner Work Conversation, how big it felt and how how high the stakes felt. And I if I'm, I imagine if I look back on my journals and um, even just like lifted, the, lifted my head open at the time, I imagine that the stakes would have felt high. I imagine that I would have probably been saying things to myself like, well, you know, you've you've run a business now and your business depends on this. And if you fuck up in this podcast, people are going to think X, Y, and Z about you and all of these weird and wonderful things, right? And I think that the most, the easiest way that I, I have sustained recording, I think at least every week for over however long it's been, two years, I think, has been to lower the stakes. And I mean, actively practicing lowering the stakes every single time. If you're here and if you're in the chat, because I can see someone said, I really relate to that, feel free to share examples. Let me know how you relate to that because I know that I think this person, yeah, this person has a podcast and has recently launched a podcast of their own, but you might be relating to it in a completely different sense. So the points that I've got on this before I move on, number one, in lowering the stakes, right? Number one, show up with what you have. It is good enough. I know that when I look back and when I listen back to old episodes, so uh, one-to-one client recently joined me, um, they'd only just found my podcast. They'd listened to episode 70. We're on 159 now. 
And um, they'd listened to episode 70 and booked in a consultation call. And it was it was the episode for them that made them think, I need to work with Nikki. Now, I've listened back to episode 70. It's not my best work. <laughs> I listen back to it now. And I'm like, I've got more to say on that topic now. It's more nuanced with the life and business experience that I have now. I think it was about catastrophizing. It's actually a good episode. But the point is... um. I showed up with what I had and made it good enough. And when you lower the stakes for yourself, you make it easier for you to do that. You make it easier for you to show up with what you have and not have your life dependent on it, not have your business dependent on it. Number two on this point, pressure equals stress. I know so many people that I work with will say to me, yeah, but I work really well under pressure. I work really great being motivated by pressure. And I don't... um, I'm not going to argue that that case, but what I will say is pressure equals stress and your body knows what stress is. Your body responds to stress accordingly. And so if it's some, if your thing that you're doing, so for me, it was recording the podcast. If your thing that you're doing requires you to tap into courage, to tap into discipline, to tap into creativity, please know that when you are feeling under pressure, under stress, your body is going to respond to that. And I want you to think, just just for me to prove this point, I want you to think of the times, and if you're here in the chat, let me know. I want you to think of the times when you feel at your most creative, at your most free, at your most... um, you know, when your brain is like all sparky and it's got all of these like, oh, and I could do this and I could say that. And that's a really good point. When are those times for you? Because I know for me, they are not when I feel under pressure and under stress. And really think about when that is for you. So in the chat, you're saying I'm in the shower when I'm on a walk. I'm listening to you whilst I'm walking. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. So for you, it's in the shower on a walk. It's when you're feeling freest it's when you're feeling least under pressure now I want you to think about where are you and what are you doing when you feel at your most stressed at your most pressured so I know for a fact if I sit down at my computer and if I sit down in my office and I'm like right you have to have an episode out in the next hour and sort of put my um Liz Gilbert talks about it beautifully in her book Big Magic I think, yeah, Big Magic, where she talks about um, how you treat your muse. Oh, please, please just Google that bit of her book because it's absolutely bloody brilliant. And it's about not having and not placing this pressure and expectation on your creativity. And you've just said it in the chat there, sat hunched over my laptop with no breaks. Exactly. So lower the stakes, lower the pressure, lower the, lower the stress. And I just want to finish that point by saying high stakes equals a risk of perfectionism, equals a risk of, for me in the podcast, high editing time. So I would say, I don't know the number of this, but I would say at least for the first, like, I I actually don't know, guys, but maybe it's like 70 episodes. I would record it and then I would go back and I would edit my erms out. I would edit my mistakes out. And now I don't do that. I record live. I leave my M's in. I leave my mistakes in. I don't go back and edit out unless it's a really, really big fuck up. Um, And I think that it's going to, you know, make the integrity of the episode questionable. I think that we can play this big trick on ourselves where we say, oh, but it won't be professional and it won't be this and it won't be that if I do it less perfect than I plan to. Um, 
And I just want to say that when you put something on high stakes, this, this point is about lowering the stakes, you are at risk of perfectionism. And when you're at risk of perfectionism, you are at risk of something taking quadruple the time than it should take. And therefore you go, and I just haven't got time to do this anymore. There were so many points where I nearly quit the podcast because I was like, this is just taking up so much of my time. And I think in that place, we can feel deflated and we can feel defeated. And so what I needed to do, and I remember it, is I needed to go, but how can I make this easier? How can I make this more fun? How can I jam pack this full of more ease, more flow, more joy, and still get this done and still share what I want to share? Someone's just said in the chat, I work really well in a coffee shop because it feels much less pressure than at my desk. So on point one, rounding that off, please, whatever it is for you, lower the stakes. Because when the stakes feel high, it causes you to behave in ways that puts pressure on yourself. And when there's pressure on yourself, it equals for your body. Your mind might know, this is okay. This is just a bit of pressure. Your body knows that this feels like stress and you do not produce your best work, nor is it healthy for you sustainably to create from that place. Point number two, figure it out as you go. Figuring it out as you go means that it takes your mindset. So if we talk about the topic of podcasting, it means that when you're not confident, um, no, not confident, when you are not willing to figure it out as you go, you will say, yes, I will do that when I figured out what microphone is best. I will do that when I've figured out what editing software to use and how to use it. I will do that when I've watched all of the tutorials about that editing software and um, I've made a script for myself. And I will do that when I've got time and I'll create time from it when I finish this project and work. And on and on and on it goes. There are so many reasons why figuring it out as you go feels like the wrong thing to do, but is actually the perfect thing to do. Let me explain. Figuring it out as we go is the opposite of the way that I, I have been, and I know many of you have been professionally raised. We have been professionally raised to not make mistakes in public, do it great, um, make sure that you're confident in your work and you can stand by it. And you're coming across as this very well, got all my shit together, collected um, version of yourself, right? When you figure it out as you go, it's it requires... A, a bit of vulnerability because figuring it out as you go means I might not actually be able to afford that amazing podcast microphone that Stephen Bartlett uses, but I might be able to afford this little one. And this little one is a little bit better than my mobile phone that I was going to record on. Figuring it out as you go means Google, YouTube, asking people. It, the vulnerability there is admitting that you are a beginner. A lot of the time we've been professionally, like think about when you've got a manager title or, or a leader title. I've worked with leaders for 18 years. The moment someone says you've been promoted in that place, an automatic um, veil gets put on them that tells them you should know what you're doing because you've got the title. And I'm here to say that the majority of leaders that I work with, they don't know what they're doing the moment that they get that title. That's the moment that they start to figure it out. And they feel like, an, they tell me that they feel like an imposter because they um, have got this title and they should know what they're doing. And it's it's a bit similar when you're doing something like a podcast. 
you are recording a podcast, but you're figuring it out as you go. And the benefits of that are, are that you make progress. The benefits of that are that you learn. The benefits of that are you're not waiting around. And by the way, in waiting around, that amazing idea that you had loses its color, loses its vibrancy, loses momentum. While you're waiting around for it all to be figured out, for you to know everything that you need to know in order to get this thing done, all of the creativity gets sapped out of that place. All of the confidence gets sapped out of that place. What I'm not saying is put yourself in a position where you're winging it and your integrity is in question or your customer service is in question. What I am saying is you probably have enough to get started from where you're at. So point number two, figure it out as you go. Google things, YouTube things, ask people who know. There will be people in your network that you could reach out to that you're not reaching out to because you feel silly. There will be things that you could Google that you're just keeping on a to-do list because you know that in Googling it, finding out the answer, it's actually going to take you one step closer to the thing that requires your courage. So Google is your best friend. YouTube is your best friend. Utilize them and take the courageous steps. Point number three. <laughs> Point number three, I've written exposure therapy. Ah, I know what I mean. Okay, so when I was starting the podcast, something weird started to happen where I was starting to be invited onto other people's podcasts. And that felt really cool because it helped me to get in the zone of being interviewed and speaking in a podcast capacity in order to then go and create my own. And I don't know how that happens or I don't know why that happened, but I like to think that something energetically, maybe universally heard that I was going, I wanna create this podcast. And therefore I got a flurry of invites to be on other people's podcasts. What that did was gave me exposure therapy. Exposure therapy, to my knowledge, is something where you expose yourself in increments to the thing that you feel intimidated by. I felt intimidated to podcast. And so what this helped me to do going on other people's podcasts was help me to see how it works, help me to see how they set it up, help me to hear how they introduced and how they, you know, how they interviewed people and things like that. And it it helped me get in the doing, in the action and in the momentum of it. Now, applying this to your thing, whether it's in business or in life, whether it's personal, professional, I want you to think about your things. So and mine is, I'm celebrating 25,000 downloads of the Inner Work Conversation today and what it's taken to get to that point. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But for you, I just want you to think about this whole exposure therapy piece and think, what is it that intimidates me? And how can I bring that intimidation closer to me through actions that might not be direct? Does that make sense? It might not be the actual way of me doing it. So for me, it was doing my own podcast. It might be other ways, other being invited onto other people's. How can I gain exposure to the thing that is intimidating me? Point number four, <laughs> expect your evolution to feel like a Facebook time hop. Any of you here live, can you relate to this? When my Facebook time hop comes up, don't get me wrong, there are some Facebook time hops that come up and I'm like, oh, that's such a lovely memory. Or, oh my God, look how little my son was there. There are other Facebook time hops. So, you know, the memories part of it that come up and I'm like, oh my God, cringe. Yeah, you just said it in the chat. They are mostly cringe. Yeah. Expect your evolution to feel like Facebook time hop. 
I know that my most downloaded episode is episode number one. Episode number one is the one that I cringe about the most. So I'm here in this weird place of, I've got this podcast with 159 episodes now, and there's episode number one, which is the most downloaded episode, I think, because it's the oldest, I don't know. And it's the one that I cringe about the most because it's the one that sounds the most scripted. It's the one where I was practicing. It's the one where I was the least experienced. I could go on and on and on. And I want you to get comfortable with the idea that doing something like this, and by the way, like this, I'm talking about doing a podcast. We could replace doing a podcast with being in your career. We could replace that with showing up on social media if you're a business owner. Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. Just expect your evolution to feel like Facebook time hop and be okay with that. I know for some people, they would not be able to stand the idea that episode one even still exists and is out there for people to listen to. And probably by me mentioning it in this podcast, some of you might go ahead and listen to that episode. I know for some people, they can't stand that idea. They would need to go back and delete that episode. And what I'm here to say is, it's okay that you evolve and it's okay that you evolve in public. And when you're doing something like this, like for me, this is the podcast. When you're doing something like this, it takes for you to make peace with evolving and growing out loud. So many of you know that my group, my um, coaching program that is about to launch, that is called Evolve. And if you haven't looked at it, the doors are still open. It's the 17th of April, 2023. The doors will close in 10 days to this. I think that this is a massive part of it. Evolving and growing out loud in public means being at peace with who you are now, knowing that it is not the, um, you are an evolution. You are an evolution and you can either evolve by shrinking and making sure that there's nothing um, that could potentially damage or give you any pain in the future by looking back at it, or you can really evolve out loud. And I know which one I would prefer having got to this place with the podcast. Someone said in the chat, being kinder to my past self is one of the biggest things I am learning from you. Yeah, thank you. So this is someone who works with me inside the Thrive First Method. And I think it's a huge part because one of the things that we don't allow ourselves to do a lot of the time in that evolving out loud is making peace with the fact that this still isn't even my best work. And that's okay because it's the best that I've got right now. Yeah. And again, like just on that piece, it helps us to avoid perfection because you're not going to get it anyway. Even if you are your most experienced, well-rounded, professional, whatever you fucking want version of yourself, there will still be someone out there who will think that you're shit. <laughs> and there will be someone out there at your least experience who thinks the sun shines out your ass. So it's just really important that at every stage in your own evolution, you are comfortable with yourself. And as you grow and evolve out loud, you can be comfortable that an old version exists of you. And by the way, for me, that's like podcast episode number one. For you, you might not have a podcast. That might be an idea that someone has of you when you worked with them 10 years ago. I know that there's someone who I worked with 10, longer than that, maybe 15 years ago, who we had an argument in the office because they called me an, a name of an animal. And I I thought that was completely unacceptable and I lost my shit. Now, I wouldn't do that now. And I know, <laughs> now I know that this person is out there with that experience of me losing my shit and probably to this day thinks I'm a fucking psycho. I have to make peace with that. And I could have handled that completely differently. 
but I'm always evolving and I'm always growing and I can be okay with that. I can be okay with the fact that someone somewhere is out there now who thinks I'm a bit of a dickhead for something that I said or done and that's okay, you know? Next point, create from a place that feels good, not, and this is two-pronged, create from a place that feels good, not what you think you should create and not how you think you should create. Okay, I'm gonna break this down. I'm gonna be quick about it because we need to be speedy. We have eight minutes. Creating from a place that feels good, not what you think you should create and not how you think you should create means being really bold in what you think is important and how how it feels aligned for you to do it. So I know that there have been times with this podcast where the professional, in inverted commas, um, thing to do would have been to hire a studio, to hire an editing team, or even to sit down at my desk with a good microphone. But for whatever reason, maybe it's the fact that I work from home. Maybe it's the fact that um, funds were low at a certain time of my business and I didn't have access to editing software and editing teams. Maybe it was the fact that next door we're having their driveway done and it was really loud that I decided that I would record a podcast on a walk with the dogs. And by the way, they're usually the podcasts where people are like, oh, that was fun. And yeah, there was traffic in the background, but it, you know, the points were really good and it was really dynamic. And I want you to know that how you create how you best create, it's not an accident that you work best that way. And it is to be honored. So you might be relating this right now to like, I'm talking about creating a podcast. You might be thinking, when do I do my best work? How do I do my best work? In what circumstance? Someone said earlier, they work best in a coffee shop. It's like, think about the hows that you think you should, in inverted commas, be doing things in life or in business, because that's the way it's been modeled to you is the good way and the right way and the acceptable way and the professional way and the way that people will admire and look up to. Then think about how you create best, when you create best, where you create best and what you create best. I know that there is so much content that I could put out there that is so much more, um, so much more heavily weighted on the more corporate leadership development you know so talking about succession planning talking about staff retention talking about all of the things that I am highly skilled at because that's my background talking about leadership qualities in a corporate setting talking about all of those things but I know that this is my podcast and I know where I want to create from and I know behind every single um business metric there is humans and where there are humans, there are ears. And where there are ears and humans, there are hearts. And there are brains and there are people, actual, real, living people that are there wanting to develop themselves, wanting to evolve and wanting to grow. And that's what I want to speak to. So can you see, it's like, there are many things. I could record a podcast episode on my new way of um, doing scrambled egg. And there will be, so there's an audience for that. There will be someone out there who's like, I want to hear that but it's not what I want to record. And so point number five, create from a place that feels good, not what you think you should create or how you think you should create. There are going to be so many messages that you get in business in particular that say you should be doing more of this and you should be doing it in that way. And what I want you to do is pull your hand away and say, but what do I want to create? And how am I best creating that? Because when you follow someone else's stuff, when you follow someone else's method, someone else's way of being or doing, you are going away from being yourself. 
And I want for the people that I work with and for those of you who listen to this podcast, I want you to be closer to yourself because you are here as the unique human with only the life experiences and the skills and the very human unique you-ness that you are and can contribute contribute in the way that only you can. No one else can contribute and say the things that you say and be the way that you be in the way that you can. So it's important that you honor that and don't stray away from it. Last couple of points, and then I'll hand over to anyone if they want to add anything. Point number six, do not let your insecurities fill the gaps with their assumptions. I have many insecurities. I am a human. We all do. We all have wounds. We all have insecurities. And I don't care how healed you are or how evolved you are. I genuinely believe that if we're human, we're going to have insecurities. We're going to have limiting beliefs. We're going to have more evolution to go and create. And what I'm asking you to do here is in those gaps, in the void, do not allow your insecurities to make you believe their assumptions. There have been some weeks where my episodes have been the most downloaded that they've ever been. And I can try and find out why. Maybe that week I was more active on social media. Maybe I did a really good email to my mail list, whatever. There have also been weeks where I've had really, really low listens. And it could be for so many reasons. It might be because it's a bank holiday and people are spending more time with their friends and family and have less time to get a podcast in their ears. But what your insecurities will do in the void is they will fill the void with their assumptions and make you believe that they're right. So as an example, how this can work when it's great and it's going well is your insecurities can go, that's just a fluke. Like that's just a fluke. That didn't really mean to happen. You didn't create that successful outcome. That's just a bit of a fluke. You can't do that again. When things aren't great and when you're not having a great time, the results aren't so good. So for this, in this example, podcast episodes are low, are dipping, your insecurities will make assumptions and they'll make you believe that those assumptions are right. Oh, well, your episodes must be shit. Oh, people must be uh, unsubscribing from your podcast. Oh, people must not want to hear from you anymore. Oh, people must find you boring. People, people, things might be going to, you know, a more interview style. People might be wanting that. And if you act from believing those insecurities, shit can go down that you make weird and wonderful, not even wonderful, you make weird moves in business because you followed an insecurity down the lane into the swamp and sloshed around in the swamp with that insecurity when actually it wasn't any of those things to begin with, right? So point number six, do not let your insecurities fill the void with their assumptions and make and allow your the assumptions of your insecurities to be treated as fact and act from that place. Not good. <laughs> and I have done that, by the way, I have done that. Last point, celebrate your success, like along your journey. So whether that success is outcome success, as in numbers, etc., or whether that success is your personal progress, celebrate it. I know that there are podcasts out there that get 25,000 downloads, maybe even in a day, right? I know that it might to some people be like, you're celebrating 25,000 downloads. But I also know that there are people out there who have just started on their podcasting journey, for example, and think 25,000 downloads is huge. If I get all sucked up in what it means, I come away from celebrating what's important. What's important is why I do this podcast in the first place. 
why I share these messages, why it's something that, yeah, it's a ma- exactly that. Someone's just said in the chat there, it's a matter of perspective. I do this podcast because it's something that I would do. I think even if I didn't have my business, Thrive Life and Business, it is something that even if I wasn't responsible for my business results, maybe I had a job, I think I would still do this podcast for so many reasons. And if I think back to the way I used to introduce the inner work conversation, it was a place for you to feel um this this podcast is where you can feel reassured and confident that you are not alone, something like that. I can't remember my old, if anyone remembers my old introduction, then let me know. It'll come to me as soon as I log off this episode. And I think that it's so easy to get caught up in the metrics. So easy to get caught up in. What does 25,000 downloads even mean? You know, someone else might have launched their podcast yesterday and got, yeah, and got 25,000 downloads in a day, you know? And what does it even mean anyway? Well, let's say what it means without the actual um, outcome. What it means is I persisted at something for 159 episodes, sometimes when I was going through a really hard time myself. What it means is I built skills. Oh my God, I could talk for a whole other episode on the skills that I have built as I have been podcasting. It has helped me to connect with people. So many things, so many progress wins that have come from sticking with this. And so I just want to point number seven and then I'm going to hand over to anyone um, here live if they want to chip in or say anything before we leave. Point number seven here is celebrate your success and the progress that you are making. Please, please do not allow yourself to be persistently, diligently working on or towards something without acknowledging who you are becoming along the way even if you're not seeing the results that you want to see yet, or you're not seeing them quickly enough, you are still becoming, you are still evolving, you are still growing as an individual, both in your, with your knowledge and your skills and your behaviors, you are becoming just by the practice of showing up and showing up in a really imperfect way. So they are the seven lessons that I have learned in recording the Inner Work Conversation and getting to 25,000 downloads. At this point, I am just really excited to see what's next for the Inner Work Conversation, how I shape it, um, how I decide to run it, all of the things. I'm just excited for what it's going to become and the next 25,000 downloads. I want to say a massive thank you because those 25,000 downloads haven't just come from people listening. They've come from people listening and people sharing And in that sharing, you are basically saying, I have gained something from this and I want you to, too. And that to me is real development. Real development comes not just from listening to something, not just from consuming something, but from actually going, I'm going to do something with this. And if one of those things that you've done is shared it with another person, then I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this episode up here um, and just chat to the people who are here live. But if you are listening to this on the replay, I just want to say thank you so much for being with me for 25,000 downloads. And here's to the next 25,000 downloads of the Inner Work Conversation. 